Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren, your host. And I'm Jai. Hey, what's up? We're doing Sid and Nancy from 1986. It's not the 90s, but it's somewhat in the the universe of like punk rock and music and everything directed by Alex Cox. So yeah, this is a weird one. This is a crazy story based on a somewhat, I mean, based on true people, but this isn't the actual true, true story, but uh, yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this. Are you excited, Jai? I am excited, but not in an unconventional way. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's true. It's such a hard film to watch, and yeah, they're not the characters are not likable at all. No, I mean I don't think they're trying to be. I don't. It is kind of strange now that I know I've seen a documentary about Sid and Nancy, like the real people. So it's kind of strange to see a dramatized version of this like horribly toxic relationship. That like you're like, why am I watching this? Like. This is a downward spiral of real people, not just like two random characters. You know, it's like this is really what happened. Yeah, I mean, people. I think we we all know that they had a really, uh, they were really violent with each other, and it was a very like intense um, relationship. But I feel like when you see it, it's like okay, I'm. I don't know. It's just really hard to watch. I I found the entire movie just just really intense and like I knew a lot about them, but like watching it, it's like okay, yeah, they really weren't very nice people. Like none of them. No, it doesn't seem like it. No, and yeah, it's um. But the, obviously, the acting is incredible. And yeah, totally. I was gonna say, what was your just to go into like your history with it? When's the first time you've seen it? Because you're a bit more connected. I mean, you've lived in England, so. Well, I actually watched it on TV. It was oh, TV. okay, in England. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on TV, and then, and I must have been quite young. I mean, quite young, maybe like sixteen, but. I didn't really remember much of the movie until I started watching it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I remember certain scenes and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think I I forgot about the Sex Pistols in the sense that I kind of think more about the music or like the few, the kind of the, the one album they had, you know? Yeah, I know. And I try not to focus on their personal life so much. Like I never think of Sid and Nancy, like... You know what no, I mean? I don't either. And then watching this, you're you're like, okay, they they actually were really toxic, and they were fascists, really. Not Nancy. I don't know about her, but obviously Johnny Rotten and um, Sid. And it's like, I kind of feel like, oh, have I liked like a bunch of idiots all these years? You know what I mean? I kind yeah. of yeah. Like, it kind of makes me feel bad almost for liking their music. Yeah, I guess I'm not a, I was going to say, I have a weird relationship. I've seen this film, I think just one other time. And I think I was pretty old, like meaning like twenties. I think I either rented it or it was on some streaming thing. So I saw it and I knew the sex pistols. I've never been a like a fan of the sex pistols as in like, I don't, 
like listen to them like if i was to listen to like punk rock music from that time and like in england i would listen to like someone else i guess like i I like the clash more than i like the sex pistols like if i had to pick one of them Mm -hmm. um but and which is strange too because joe strummer did the music for this too Oh yeah, um, yeah. So there's like that connection too, which is it, this whole film is is really weird. I guess when you find out kind of the backstory of like, we know that like we'll get into it, but like John Lydon is like against it, and but yet like Sid's mom didn't want it to come out. Then she did. Then she gave Gary Oldman the chain. Like yeah. so, so there are a lot of like things that are like kind of conflicting. Like they didn't like it, but his mom is into it, and it, it's just like really weird. I guess like the way it was made and the way it kind of came together, I guess. But, um, and it's just so, so weird that it just feels like this depressive spiral, but even more depressing that they're real people. And that yeah. it's kind of like, Oh, it's not like we're just watching like John and Jane and they're just these made up characters. And we're just watching like these two addicts. It's like, you know, it's like, God, this is really sad and destructive and they're terrible people on top of it. Mm-hmm. and um and then it's also super weird i totally forgot i mean i didn't forget that courtney love was in it but when i saw her i was like oh shit that's right and this is 1986 this is like pre her being married to the guy from faith no more yeah. so like was she an actress like i was like how did this happen i know she wanted to be nancy like they want i think alex cox wanted her to be nancy but i think the financiers were like no we need an actress like they will give the money if it's just this girl that you like think can be her but when you see them on screen together you're like you are her Mm -hmm. like you are like an extension or like an like you act very much like her if you watch videos of courtney love in like the early 90s she's very has that vibe and i think even other people describe like Kurt and Courtney's relationship as a very like Sid and Nancy esque, like, you know, the drugs, the toxicity, like, you know, all this, unfortunately there's a child like mixed up in that, um, which makes it even more. And, and he was like incredibly famous. I mean, they both were. So that was like a whole other level to like that type of relationship, but still it's like the same, you know, like back and forth. Like it's just sad. It's like, which I'm kind of glad they haven't done a, uh, Kurt and Courtney like biopic I would Me hope too. that they wouldn't because even like I think this movie is good for what it is like it's it 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 feels like accurate as far as like not the storyline itself but like the way it looks like obviously the costume design is like completely on point you actually see some performance outfits that Johnny and Sid were wearing in real life so like they do a really good job in putting them in the exact outfits that they were in at the time. And mm-hmm. just the look was really cool. Like just the cinematography, the, you know, the everything, you know, like hotel Chelsea, like the whole vibe is, is there like the grittiness of it. But it's like, I, I think maybe they've learned a lesson with showing this kind of like real depressive attitude, like relationship on film that maybe they don't want to touch the Kurt and Courtney story. I would hope not. Yeah, I hope no. I mean, I, I hope they're just not able to do it. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to, to make a movie because, you know, like, this is what happens, sadly. Like, there's always going to be someone who will try to benefit from and exploit, like, um story, like, someone someone's life, like, someone famous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I do, even though I don't like the characters and, like, I think Seed was a terrible person and clearly... um. Johnny, um, oh my God, 
Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten. He, yeah, I, I don't ever call him Johnny Lydon. Like, he's just known as Johnny Rotten. So, like, Oh, yeah. even in England, like, they just say, like, Johnny Rotten. Yeah, work. yeah, people just uh-huh. forget to keep that. So it's funny. And, yeah, I do still feel a little bit guilty about watching. It's kind of like, I feel like the director totally exploited that. And I think it's sad. It's like he's making a movie and trying to benefit from like telling someone's tragic life story. And they're kind of caricatures, especially like especially uh, funny. Yeah, he might not be a likable person at all, but he is not as stupid as he's portrayed. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, he just seems a complete like knobhead. Like yeah, like eating beans and that's it and like yeah. annoying people like that's I, mean, I don't like him but i still don't think he he was ever that silly he wasn't you know like he was he's very arrogant and i mean yeah we talked about this a bit and we did an episode on punk attitude a super great documentary on punk music if you haven't heard our previous episode i believe it's still up on youtube like the full movie they talk about yeah there's a big chunk in we were talking about the sex pistols and stuff before um yeah and they have you know people talking about them i think Susie sue makes a comment like oh yeah yeah she's like oh not because she was around um at the time and she was like oh and that horrible girl like nancy sponge and like she was on speed or whatever she was on because she was some groupie i think from she some was. other band and then she like met sid and then she was like that horrible girl like got him you know in the, the rest is history essentially but yeah it's just so crazy that yeah. he's it's sad it's just very tragic like someone so young and and when you see real interviews with Sid, especially after what happened he's just completely lost he's just not with it at all he's so young he was only 21 when he died like jeez no. it's like he was what like 18 19 when all this was going on 19 yeah yeah like fuck it's terrible to say this but i almost feel that he would have been better off going to jail and getting cleaned up and potentially like having a life like make you know what i mean like you're getting clean you're getting clean and be part of society Society, yeah um yeah possible way and he he was i don't even understand how he was left like he was bailed by yeah, that was gonna say i i was trying to find out why was he let out on bail when I he know. was the only one in that room again i mean this is another like a rock and roll mystery I, there are tons of podcasts where people actually talk about like conspiracy theories of what actually happened but because we don't really know mm-hmm. um so yeah i wonder too and i keep seeing that like he was and even in the film when they let him out i was like if you're charged for murder and you're the only one in the room I know why, and you're also a heroin addict, so mm-hmm. the possibility you could have been strung out, didn't know what happened, or maybe not. I, who knows? Why would they let you go? And you're like a flight risk too, if you can afford to just leave the country. Yeah, and you he know? did three different versions of what happened because he clearly was not with it. Even when he wasn't high, he still didn't sound right. You know, they asked. He said he confessed to the way. He said. I did stab her, but I didn't mean to. Then he said, oh, no, she actually, she did it. Oh, and she then, did and then there was another version where he's like, I don't remember. So he said all those three things. And I don't understand, like, because the fact is that he, his mom paid 50000 which is a lot back then. 
Yeah. I don't even know how she got the money, but and then he died of an overdose anyway. So God. Yeah, very sad. So she paid that much to get him out? Yeah, 50 50k, yeah. How did she have that much? 50 pounds, 50,000 pounds, not dollars, which is a lot more. Which is more. Yeah, how did she even have that? Like was she from a wealthy family? I don't know, but I doubt it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I didn't think so. Wow, that's crazy. And I didn't also was trying to look up the timeline, but I guess I ran out of time of like, when did he get let out versus when did he die? Because he died in New York, right? He didn't go back to England. Um, So when was it, when did Nancy die? What year? I think it's seven. Okay, I know that um, he died, died in February of 79. 79, 79 yeah. So, so I think it was just a month before or I think maybe two months before. Okay, let's see. Yeah, he died February 2nd. And he wasn't remarried to her, right? Not legally. No. Okay. Um, let me see. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Okay. She died, oh, October 12th, 78. Oh, okay. That's a so, while. So yeah, yeah. That's a while. That's like, what, four months? So, like, what was he doing? I'm sorry. I said a year. Of course, four, four months. That's... Yeah, what was he doing for like four months? How long was he in in jail? I don't know how long he was in jail for actually. We're not in the news, people. We're all like figuring this shit out now, as if we should have done it before. But I mean, the point is, <laughs> we should have done have it. Let go on bail. And... Oh, he'd probably be alive. Maybe in jail for a while. Probably still. Probably in jail, right. Yeah. Oh, I see. On a tenth of October or twenty second of October, ten days after she died, he attempted suicide by slitting his wrist with a smashed light bulb. He was hospitalized at Bellevue Hospital. He also tried to kill himself by jumping from a window, screaming, "I want to be with my Nancy," but was pulled back by hospital staff. In a November seventy eight interview, he said Spongeon's death was meant to happen, and that Nancy said she'd mm-hmm. always die before she was twenty one. Near the end of the interview, he was asked if he was having fun, and the he in replied that he asked the interviewer if he was kidding added that he would like to be under the ground yeah so yeah. i actually watched that i've seen that interview oh yeah should I? like he said something like did you where do you want to be like where do you see yourself and he's like on the ground and he's like are you serious and he's like yeah and then like what do you want it before that he was like he was asked where what do you want to do now he said i just want to have fun and he's like is that all you want to do? He's like, yeah, I just want to have fun. Like, and then he said about being on the ground. So it's very fucking shit, man. All over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just nuts. Like it's, yeah, it's just, they have such a weird history. They do. Yeah. Um... So weird. It's kind of weird too. Cause I kind of feel like as much as like Kurt and Courtney are like tabloid, like, fodder i mean they have been for like what 30 years now i guess we've been talking about them like their music is just so incredible like the music of nirvana and of hole that there's so much more to talk about with them like they're more than their like substance problems and and you know whatever happened behind the scenes because like beyond all of that it was channeled into like such an incredible music sound and and spawn lots of other bands and did well but and i feel like it kind of brought and it somewhat brought people like 
they, they were really shocked, you know, when he committed suicide. Obviously, like the fans and stuff, everybody was. And um, but this vibe, it just seems very different. Like it was just a different, like violent, destructive behavior mm-hmm. in a different way than like the Kurt and Courtney stuff played out in the press. It was like more of a depressive like um yeah the music was depressive they thought people were that depressed it kind of like he represented more than just this one person but sid was just sid like he didn't represent all of a generation you know like he was like an anomaly yeah you know and like they were these crazy people coming to fuck shit up and you know be loud and be crazy and be anti-establishment and you know like damn the man kind of shit but in like a weird in like a less productive way than like the way the clash did it you know like way less thoughtful just more like anger and aggression but we're not really thinking that much behind it i guess yeah but the clash were more intelligent i think with it that i feel like this is the thing right i feel that i am all for like yeah be a rebel i get be anti-establishment and all of that but then they're like they were on another level, you know. They yeah, it was- they were like racist, you know. Like didn't they? And I also I do I, I think it was really shocking to see, which I didn't really know before, is like Malcolm McLaren really did use Sid, you know. Again, yeah, it's like he just. He didn't care what he did. He just wanted to make money off him, you know? And yeah. they all knew that he needed help. But, I mean, I guess they didn't really try hard enough. I mean, he definitely didn't as man- the manager of the Sex Pistols, you know? He he just wanted to make money from them. He thought it was just, like, amusing. And, yet yeah, he's a crazy guy who people seem to like. God knows why. I just think that's really sad. Again, it's just a reminder of how fucked up the music industry was back then. And and still probably is. Still, yeah. Yeah. Someone is watching this guy literally killing himself slowly and then not doing anything. And he just cares about selling, like, you know, albums or gigs or whatever. Yeah. And the other thing I don't understand genuinely why people think Sid was like really um what's the word not charming but charming really not charming but people like him like like him in like an ironic way like like that he's so bad yeah, or... the people were fascinated by him and I, I'm like I don't get it I don't see it was he a great musician? I mean, no, no, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think so. When he was with the Sex Pistols, he could barely play anyway. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like it. And then I, that I really iconic um, show that he played in Paris. Mm-hmm. He couldn't even sing. Have you seen the real footage of that? No, no. Oh it's my god! YouTube? Did you know the scene where he's like yeah. in Paris wearing a white suit and then he shoots at my way, right? Where he's yeah. like going down the. I'm like, there are all these people celebrating. Some guy is going no talent. Yeah, I didn't get I, that. Was a, that was a, one of the scenes that I was like, this is weird? Question mark. But that's you should watch the original footage of that. Oh, yeah. Like okay. It's so stupid. This guy can't even sing. He can't do anything, but people seem to like it. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I think it's just really weird. And I do you don't... think it was the time, the fact that it was like the late 70s and this was like, like, did they think it was some type of like performance art? 
like this can't be real this guy is just completely like yeah because you know they had so much weird shit coming out of the art world this is like around the time of like warhol no after right so maybe i wonder if some people thought it was like a like haha this guy's so ridiculous it can't even be true but he, this actually was what he was like. But maybe people didn't take him seriously. But you know, this is the thing. When I had so many negative feelings, like watching this movie, while well, watching this movie, because it reminded me of people that people like Trump that they get they're famous for because they're like controversial, and yeah, not because they did anything good. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I do feel. That's exactly what happened with Sex Pistols. I think it was just all like, oh, sorry, I just heard an alarm. And I was like, oh, no, please, no. Like, there's a fire alarm going off right now. Um, That would be hysterical, actually. That would be really funny. This is such a downer. Like, this episode is I know, I'm sorry. I definitely don't want to be like, no, no, it's okay. This is how the movie make me feel, you know. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I mean, I feel like a little. I feel a little. Uh, le- I think I I just watched it at more as a surface film of like these fucked up people, and I'm just watching it, and I'm like, okay, like this is just like an insane shit show. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't have like horrible bad feelings on it because I guess I don't. I don't have as much of a connection with them because also I haven't lived in England. I, I never really think about British bands as a whole that much i'm so like entrenched in like american alternative rock like that's what i like and watch things about so when i think of like british music and everything that i like and i'm into it's like brit pop like because that's what i was mm-hmm. around for oh yeah you know so i'm like i'll watch a documentary on oasis before i'd watch something on like the clash because yeah. i'm like oh cool i know about this 90s i remember when they were here and da 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 so um so yeah i guess i have a different vibe too i guess because i don't know the places they are you know it's not as familiar to me it still feels mm-hmm. like I'm watching a story i'm like oh cool 70s england like punk rock sweet like i kind of forget the real people because i'm just yeah. like cool i'm watching this but i can understand how coming from that coming from like just living there and being there like a most of your life you know like a most more of your life than anywhere else right yeah well this so, is like, the thing yeah I, I can see how you see it in a different way exactly to me it's more like even though we don't know that well we know for sure this is not accurate it's not like based a lot of it's fictional right mm-hmm. especially the scenes uh where you see just nancy and say it together because how do you know that really happened yeah i mean yeah we can't yeah exactly but yeah knowing and also like that what I said to you earlier, I think when you're young, you're, you know, I almost feel like you just don't know any better. And I definitely felt when I was younger, I was more influenced by the fact that the fashion was really cool. And like yeah. West was helped to create the look and the image and all these really cool aspects of it. And the mm-hmm. fact that they were like anti-establishment and we hate the queen. And it was like, I think it was Margaret Thatcher's, uh, she was a prime minister at the time, I think. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, 70s, right? Yes. And so I think it was. I could be wrong. But I, I think I was more influenced by that. And I was like, oh, yeah, they were so cool. They were so rebel, like such rebels. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, watching the film was like a reminder they were terrible people. And I don't feel proud about liking terrible people. <laughs> you no. Know? Um, 
But I mean, I didn't like them as people. I liked their music. But even now, watching the film is kind of like, oh, that's going to be a massive cloud now over the the music, the songs that I like. Cause... Yeah, true. And also, they have a. Uh, yeah, I guess now that you know the well, this is like the age old question: is like separating the the art from the artist. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like almost like the chicken and the egg thing. Which like, is just can... time and do right yeah yeah which sometimes a lot of people do a lot of people have controversial artists that they still listen to that have shaped like i think if i had been someone who listened to the sex pistols and somehow reminded me of someone or like really shaped my life in some way i i would probably feel different you know maybe i would be like how i feel about nirvana and how you feel about like whatever bands mean a lot to you like people will kind of be like oh you like this band but if it means something to your you know your exposure your like musical journey or whatever you want to say like your adolescence then that's not something that you can just turn off you know like memories associated to this you know it's it's a little harder uh same with like you know these actors and directors you know now we're finding out things about people and it's like some people are saying i don't want to watch their films anymore and other people are you know well i'll separate it because this is my favorite film or this is my favorite album or whatever so yeah it's really tough when it comes to me well when yeah when it comes to movies and then you yeah movies is i feel like a lot harder because you're seeing them yeah you know Mm -hmm. like you're actually seeing them and then on your face on their face you're reading like oh my gosh you're this horrible person (laughs) like how can i look at you in the face you know i know knowing what i know about you you know, it's, right. and then even with music too, now you'll start to look into their lyrics and be like, oh, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. is that what you mean about this? So, yeah. It's, this um, crazy. I need to make a correction actually because I did say Margaret Thatcher was the prime minister. Actually, she wasn't until 79. She was from oh. 79 to 90. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So, who was before? Was it a, it was a guy, right? Yeah, but I can't remember. I don't know who it was. I guess. But they did yeah. that Queen's Jubilee thing, right? Is that when they did the boat thing? What boat thing? When they played on the Thames. The Thames? Is it Thames? Is that how you yeah, and the th- yeah, the Thames, yeah. Because they, the, they had the picture of the Queen. Wasn't it like her yearly... Does, isn't there like some kind of yearly party yeah. for her? Like that was for the Queen, yeah. Yeah, that's when they did the God Save the Queen thing. Isn't that when they sang like Anarchy in the UK? It was in the movie, but it actually happened. Like yeah, it was an actual thing. Yeah, yeah. Happened, yeah, okay, yeah. That was that was for the Queen, not for Thatcher. Because I was like a woman. That was about the Queen. Yeah, no, I meant because I was trying to think what was going on back then, like like around that time. In oh, like, yeah, yeah. And then I know that when Margaret Thatcher was the Prime Minister, it was such a dark period period you know people were like because it was a conservative party yeah and it was like people were out of work and we had like the garbage yeah. strike and think like, about all yeah. the great music that came out of that time around mm-hmm. that time you know um but yeah i mean if there is anything good out of the sex pistols is that they did go on influencing a lot of great artists that had their own take on punk music which is really cool yeah this is cool. and, and yeah, who like, were influent? Yeah, who were in those audiences? I think like New Order, Joy Division, yeah. mm-hmm. like uh, the Smiths. Like a lot of them saw those bands in the seventies, so then it you know broke off into what became the post punk movement. Yeah, exactly. So, Which is, I love post punk. That's definitely so cool. Like, yeah, so rad. 
Um, I have another note I wrote for my first thoughts. So this film starts when Sid joined the band. So we don't really have like any backstory as in like his growing up and things like that. Um, but uh, it's so weird too, because Sid played drums for the first Susie gig at the hundred uh, club. Spe- yeah, the hundred club. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. And he also was considered for the lead of the damned uh, band, but he didn't show up to audition, but then he had some kind of problem with that lead singer Seems like Dave something. Like there was some kind of issue with them. Um, mm-hmm. And he thought that like they purposefully like told him the wrong day so that the other guy could be the lead. Like, so I, there was a whole lot of like drama within. There's a whole lot. If you want to look up about Sid and Nancy, if, if anyone out there is more interested in like the real backstory, there's, I think, per, no, Sad Vacation, I think is a documentary about them where people talk about their relationship. And there's another one that was on Hulu. I think it's like Who Killed Nancy? Or something like that. But um, yeah, there are two like documentaries people can watch about them. There's a lot. Um, Gary Oldman, obviously, we all know he's super iconic now. And and we've been covering a lot of Gary Oldman films, I think, unknowingly. Um, yeah, Fifth Element. We just did Leon the Professional. True Romance. Oh, yeah. Sid and Nancy. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, he's in a lot of great films. He's such a great, a great actor. And he can do so many accents too he's incredible he's great and uh chloe webb is so good and she was in the american version of shameless she if anyone out there watches it she plays monica frank frank gallagher's wife and she's so so good and she i I love her voice she has that kind of voice or she's from new york but she has that like weird voice that she even has as nancy like in real life which is kind of funny um but i think they obviously make this film like playing really unlikable characters really unlikably <laughs> if that's a word um they just do such a great job you know like playing these inhabiting these fucking like time bombs like literally just like taking time bombs yeah i mean it is true the the film is really sort of like oh I should say both of them just carried the film, you know? Oh, totally. I think if they weren't in it, I if it was some, like, random actor or if it was an actor that just didn't do a great job, I wouldn't be into this. Yeah. It, you know, I wouldn't be into watching it. I'm surprised he didn't. Well, I am and I'm not, actually, that he didn't do that well at the box office. Yeah, I know. Here's the – this is uh, – yeah, so getting into behind the scenes uh, brings me to the budget being $4 million, which is kind of a lot because I filmed in, what, England and in New York. So I would think that would be money too. Um, box office was $2.8 million, But I can see that, though, because it's not a film that I would, like, be running to the theater to see in the 80s, I don't think. Yeah, that, no, it's true. Definitely. It's like a rentable movie, you know, like, oh, okay, this is on, cool. But it's very depressing. And especially with it being less than 10 years since they died. This came out in 86 and he died in 79. Yeah, it's so still, Yeah, it's a little soon. So, And I think that also was a note that I had that Tim Roth turned down um, Johnny Rotten because it, he thought it was just too recent. Like mm-hmm. it just happened. And Johnny Rotten obviously was like still kicking and he still is now, but he was, he, he would be playing someone <laughs> real. Now. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Like he would, that's even weirder for him to be like, playing someone you know that's still around um which is super crazy and then of course johnny rotten notoriously hated the film there's all these like mixing reports on like he was consulted after the fact he wasn't consulted at all um yeah there was a lot about that so yeah 
Yeah, so I think you're right. I think maybe um, the locations cost quite a bit of money because also like you had to to fly the crew and stuff, you know. And then it's like yeah. shooting at the Chelsea Hotel and and then all these locations in London. That must have cost a lot. It has to, and the clothes, all those people. Yeah, all that's people true. In the back, where they had all these like really fucking like they have to source all that. Yeah, that's crazy. Those are actually positives about the movie that I love seeing. Um, the locations. Mm-hmm. I know so many of those. Like I'm like, oh, I mean, some of them are not obviously not there anymore, but um, it's really cool to see that to see like London, like in the eighties and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and then obviously. Chelsea Hotel. I mean, ugh. I'm just totally obsessed with that place. I know, so iconic. So iconic. All the stories, you know. I'm sure there's a documentary about the Chelsea Hotel. There has to be by now. All yeah. the people that live there. I'm sure there is, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, it's, shall we go into like, do you have a lot of behind the scenes notes? Oh yeah, the only other one I have was that Sid's mom originally originally blocked it, didn't want it to be made, and then she came around to it and like gave Gary Oldman like Sid's chain and lock and kind of like I guess approved of it in the end. Yeah. That's yeah. all I have. What do you have? Yeah, I have the um the director the director's second second choice for the role Sid was actually Daniel Day Lewis. How crazy. Which- to be fair, I can imagine he would I have done. Yeah. He's an amazing actor as well, mm-hmm. and he, I can see him playing that role because he's kind of similar build in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of yeah, um, and that Gary Oldman lived on fish and melon to lose weight for the film. That's he actually, so, so it's crazy to see him that thin. Yeah, he he lost so much weight, and he was even um, in the hospital because he became malnourished. Oh wow! Good lord! It makes sense. I mean, he was definitely too thin. But I mean, good for him because it did help him to play to get into character. I'm sure. God, how nuts! And he did not want to make the movie. He disliked the script. He hates punk music. He says, oh, whoa. I never, I could not care less about it. But he did it only for the money. He got paid 35000 Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. That's a lot. This is like one of his first like starring roles, too. I know. Yeah, it seems kind of a lot. I don't know. I can't really imagine how much that was in the 80s, but. Yeah. That's so nuts. It's probably like what, like in the eighties, it was probably a lot. Cause I think the pound was super strong. Yeah, I have no idea how much it was back then. But I could find out. Let's see. How much was it? Thirty-five thousand pounds. Thirty-five thousand pounds. Okay, right now it would be forty-seven thousand dollars, about fifty grand to U.S. dollars in nineteen eighty-six. Let's see. Inflation calculator. Oh, hot damn. Wow, this is cool. All right, we're doing this. We're doing this live, people. We are doing it live. All right, let's see. 86. How much do you think it is? Um, I think it must have been about 
one thirty, but then I don't know. That's just a while, guys. One thirty. All right, let me see. It would be in eighty-five. Oh, it's even less, I guess. What? Thirty-six thousand. Oh no, wait. That's thirty-six thousand. Oh, I see. It was sixty. It would be sixty-four. Okay, this is like totally wrong. The way I have it calculated, it's giving me the pounds, not the dollars. Like the pound inflation, not according oh. to dollars, but uh, whatever. I'll find out and write it in yeah. the show notes. <laughs> but well, yeah, I don't so, know how much that was. It's a lot, though. Yeah. And okay, so I found two things. I'm oh, yeah. not sure whether it's true, but so apparently the director casted all five members of Guns N' Roses for extras for the club scene. Really? But, yeah. And they apparently. They didn't know, and they only found that when they showed up, and they saw each other, and they were kind of like, "What are you doing here?" So sort of oh, they all left, and the only person that decided to to stick around was um, Slash. And oh, so he's in it. Yeah, as an extra in the club scene, which I didn't spot him, but he apparently he said it in a Rolling Stones interview, and I want to say then. The two thousands, so according to Slash, this happened. We don't know. And the other thing I found, and I couldn't double check because I couldn't rewatch the movie, was that apparently Iggy Pop, Nico, and other musicians make appearances in the film. Really? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking the club scene, but again, I. I think I remember seeing Nico, but that's probably the only person I, I remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely don't remember. Yeah, I'll have, to go, but yeah I'll have to go back. Yeah, well, I'll have to, like, yeah, send it to you again. But yeah, we'll go back and watch it. Online sometimes, so. Yeah, it does pop up on, like, Amazon every now and again. So, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, you can still buy the DVD if anyone, like, really cares, like, to buy it. I mean, it's possible to buy it. But yeah, it, it's on Amazon sometimes. I know the documentaries I always see. I always see like the Sex Pistols one. Like, I think it's like Filth and Fury. Oh no, you're right. This movie is on Amazon, but you ha- it costs a lot. Oh, does it cost a lot now? Yeah, it used to I, not, I, but maybe it's a lot now. You no, know, yeah, it costs a lot because I was like, no, I can't. You can't rent it. You have to buy it. Yeah, you have to buy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's that's so crazy. Yeah, it's a movie that I, I'm happy to watch once, but I definitely don't want to own it. And I definitely yeah, I was gonna say no, it's definitely not a not a ownable, <laughs> not at all. It's too depressing. Do you have any more behind the scenes? Cool. All right, so let's get into the the fashion. Kathy Cook is the costume designer, but there's there was another name for the U.S. I think. Oh really? I bet. Yeah, yeah, it was in the credit, and I forgot to like pause it and write it down, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. They have a separate team in in the U.S. Maybe that was to save on cost. Suppose. So they just had someone over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the costume sign was really on point. Yeah. Super on point to, like, actual history. Yeah. 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 Which is cool. There are a lot of photos from that time. It's true. Yeah. They. Isn't it funny to think, like, at the time... Because we're so used to it, we don't think about it. But at the time, they were... That was so new. It's because we've seen it so much. Because it's like 
2021 now, and we've seen those looks over and over again. But the timing must have been really shocking and different. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, but it's, it was so styled. Like, it's insane. But yeah. I'm sure they weren't thinking that at the time. I don't know. Oh, no, I guess. I mean, because they were essentially just creating a, a scene that existed that a lot of people either were in or knew through photos. So that's the one thing that's really cool about the punk fashion aspect of it is that it has like such a strong look. I mean, it it has like definite thing, almost like a uniform. I mean, it has definite traits that, you know, and it's really cool too, that there's a definite trait from the New York side of it and also to the, the English side of it. Cause the English side is like really crazy Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really out there and the the American version of like punk at the same time was like the Ramones like it was very like ripped jeans and like leather jacket you know yeah. like dirty shirt or even just not anything that descriptive yeah more, you know? a bit more on stasis. yeah mm-hmm. it's still cool it's just a bit yeah more... it's still cool yeah just totally different um but yeah that is that is super that is super cool the super cool thing about this film I love the fuzzy sweaters I still love them to this day. The striped fuzzy sweaters. They're so cool. Um, And obviously fashion houses are still doing them today. Like Acne is pretty famous for it now. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, along with a lot of other brands, but I just think of Acne. Marc Jacobs did it. Mm -hmm. Alexander McQueen did it. I'm I'm sure. Was that other brand? Pringle Scotland did it. Like everyone. I mean, Dolce, I think, did something a few years ago with like, yeah like like the grungy kind of like knits and stuff yeah which is also really funny if you think about it like it's you have the mohican sort of hairstyle and you have all the chains and like piercings and all those things but then they were wearing like cute knitwear mm-hmm. you know it's just, like, I know, it's cool it's so cool and yeah um i'm obsessed with that i i think did you have any favorite outfits or like standouts yeah, when they are, uh, I think they are at the studio, they're meant to be a recording, mm-hmm. and then a lot of them are wearing that striped sweater. Yeah, they're all different. One in pink and black, and the other one, I think, is black and white or yellow and black, sorry, I can't really remember, but I love what a lot of the people that are there are wearing. Like, there's this girl, who she, oh, she looks incredible, really cool makeup, like, sort of pvc mm-hmm. kind of like leggings or well i suppose trousers back then i don't know yeah they, i mean i love the fashion i love everything even like nancy, nancy looks so on point all the time mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i just love all of it really oh yeah i have a, i have some standout notes okay yeah um okay so I love Sid's, uh, like, in the beginning when he has the leather jacket and he has the studded belt and he has those, like, super cool, like, wraparound black shades. Oh, I yeah. I really like those glasses because they're, like, not – they're not very punk at all, but they kind of are, like, futuristic and weird. I just like how that looks. Mm-hmm. Like, it just looks really cool with his hair and stuff. I love the performance outfit, which is a real outfit that Johnny Rotten has where it's, like, a white blazer and it's, like, all oh, white yeah. with his orange hair. It just looks so fucking cool. Like, the contrast of the colors looks really dope. Um, I love when Sid has the le- leather jacket and that leopard shirt. Yeah, that's it's like really second cool. second outfit. That looks really cool. Um, Rotten's bright red jacket with his hair. 
like mm-hmm. it just goes super well it's i love it it's just like bold super bold colors and then my favorite outfit ever is i love nancy's outfit when they're in paris and she has like fishnet stockings leather skirt leather jacket and the beret i was like yeah. oh that looks so fucking like it just looks so cool like punk but super fashion very like saint laurent very like eddie Durant, like oh so, yeah so they're on point with that costume design is all I have to say. Like they did, that's the best part of the film. I think is I like agree. just watch it for the fucking outfits because they're really good. They're super cool, and I also love when. I mean, I don't love it because it's like I also found it really hard to have favorite scenes because there aren't like uh, favorites. But but the outfit at the end when she's fighting, I think it must be. Oh, I also wait another outfit I love. I love when they're he's doing the my way thing and she's wearing that like wedding dress. Oh, and you yeah. see, and then he go when she gets pet- out of the seat, yeah. and she has that big tra- like train, and it's like this lace like vintage, like the wedding dress too. And then when she, I think when she gets in the back seat with him, I think he's like dreaming or something. Like that outfit's really cool. It looks like like they've gotten married, and so that one's really cool. And it reminds me kind of of Curtin uh, Courtney's right situation because she had like mm-hmm. kind of this like you know vintage like lace dress. Um, yeah. The deal that I thought was super cool, but I also love. Just the whole, like, the outfit that she has on when she's, like, fighting with him in the Chelsea Hotel. It's, like, this dirty pink shirt with, like, Bugs Bunny on it. Yeah. I thought that was really, like, just perfect, you know? Like, dirty. I love his weird, like, leopard Speedo underwear thing. Oh, my God. The leather jacket. That actually is one of my favorites when they get kicked out and she starts screaming in the street that, like, I look like a fucking Stevie Nicks. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Like, that's one of my favorite lines, but... Yeah, uh, my favorite, hands down, is that Paris outfit where she has like the double leather and the, the fucking beret. Yeah, I mean, so cool. It's literally every outfit, everything they wear, every everything, you know. Yeah, it had a vibe, and I think they replaced the swastika outfit when they're on the rooftop with the communist hammer they, and sickle. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, um, that's a funny note. Um, when they are filming that scene where they're mm-hmm. like on their rooftop. They were actually filming that right opposite the London Metropolitan Police building. Oh no! And so the, the, some um, some of the police officers noticed, like they just saw two people kind of like shooting at each other because it looks real. Yeah. And they they head there, and then there's like so many of them. I can't remember how much. How, sorry, how many of them, but they were all, like, trying to investigate what happened, and then they had to explain to them that it was, like, a film and oh stuff. Oh, my God, but that's fucking so crazy. ironic that they decided to film that right opposite a building, like, a police officer. Yeah, a police building. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's what I have for fashion. Do you have anything else? No, I I, I, I definitely didn't take notes um, on that, but you're right. All those outfits that you mentioned are really amazing. And yeah, they're all super cool. Came back to me, and yeah, she did an amazing job. And you're right, that probably was what the budget was spent on. It has to be, right? I mean, there are a lot of outfit changes. There were even some I didn't mention, but like they, they changed quite a lot. They did. And yeah. he has, I also love when he has, um, I think Sid actually did wear this. He probably did. I love when he has like the pants on and he has that garter that's like up on his thigh. I think it's a lace uh, garter, right? Is it Nancy's? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks really cool. Cause I, I think it, he had like a bandana or some at some point too, but it's like the way it's tied on like his upper thigh and he has like those ripped jeans. It just has like a, has a cool vibe. Mm-hmm. I like and the vibe. Also- 
because there were so many extras in so in quite a few of the scenes, like the boat party, mm-hmm. the pub, the club scene, and then if you think about the, like that scene in Paris when when Sid is playing that show, all the guests were wearing gowns. Yeah. So that I can't even imagine how you get that many like outfits. That's so, I mean, I can't, there's also, um, I know you haven't watched it, but let's just, uh, I, I wonder how this works. The, the Netflix show Bridgerton that everybody's watching, there was an article that said like the costume woman said there were 7,500 costumes. <gasps> Could you imagine working on like a period piece, like a TV show where they have to have multiple gowns, not just one for a movie, but like every episode like each girl has maybe like four different gowns at the very least with corsets can you imagine the team that's where how many people are keeping track of that that's in because there's so many extras and just people when you do those any period thing even something like this like they need a big team how much is their fucking budget that all has to be made like don't all those designs have to be made Mm -hmm. they don't have that many around you know like that's crazy but Netflix has yeah. so much money. I'm sure they got like fucking a hundred million dollars or something. But because I mean, it's crazy. But yeah. yeah, just think of any costume, any period costume. Like we were talking about, like Boardwalk Empire, another great show. If you're into oh like twenties gangsters, but all so those good. fucking suits, all those guys have like tailored suits on. You know, like just the amount of money they have to spend on tailors and just every outfit for multiple episodes. Like that's just crazy. I know, yeah, it would be really amazing to work on a on a drama. Um, I sure, really, because a film would be cool, but an actual series. Um, Blinders, like exactly. they all have, yeah, like super cool outfits. It's cool. Polly is the best. I love Polly's like fashion evolution in that show. Yeah, she was great. So I can't good. Next season. I know they just started filming. Woo. Yay. Yay. Okay, so let's quickly touch on the music. I just have a few notes. It's it's awesome. Done by Joe Strummer, Pray for Rain and the Pogues. Um, they are officially credited as the music. I wonder how they could use the Sex Pistols songs if Johnny Rotten like didn't agree with it. Or do you think he didn't have the rights to say no? I don't know, actually. Because they sang the songs. What do you mean? No, no, no. The songs... No, I... Mm, I don't know actually. Like I mean, they sang like they they didn't have the actual song, but they played the Sex Pistols actual songs. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, so that means they. I think it maybe the record company probably owned it. Well, that's the thing. I think it was more the record. Co- they just want to make money. So really, uh, um, Johnny Rotten had no say in that because. Yeah, he didn't own it. I'm sure he didn't own his publishing. I doubt it. No, not in the eighties. But it's so weird that um, Gary Oldman sings three songs. Yeah. I think it's two only. Is it this My Way? My Way and I Want to Be Your Dog. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So you just cover. It's so crazy. I just have, I really like the reggae in the beginning. I love that reggae is like a backbeat of, of punk in England, too. Yeah, it's right. really cool. cool. Um, at the club, I love that they have uh, Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Uh, and they have like anarchy in the UK. That's all I wrote. I mean, it's it's Sid Vicious. It's it's the Sex Pistols. Like you know, that's that's the underlying theme and everything. Anyway. Yeah, but the Black Sabbath song didn't make it in the soundtrack, did it? I don't that's think so. Thing. I just heard it. 
Uh, yeah, it is play, but it's not. Just like another song, it, it's been like bothering me so much because I can't remember who it's by. But when they get to the the very first like show, um, they have. Oh yeah. Song that's playing when they arrive to the venue. It's women, right? Is it the Slits? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because it, she kind of looks like Susie, but. I don't know, and I don't she recognize. Also looks like Alex Bag too. Alice Bag too. It's a really famous song, and I really don't know who is by. Okay, we'll have to figure this out. Yeah. I wonder if they have. If anyone out there knows, um, there's not. Um. Yeah. Do they? Is it the? It's not the Pogues, is it? I. I don't know. I can't remember. I, yeah. I'll have to like watch it again. Is yeah. it? Is it like polystyrene? Like that band? What's that? Why did they make it in the soundtrack? It's so prominent in the sh- in the film. I don't. Yeah, know. And it's not on there. But anyway, yeah, I love that song too. Um, whatever it's called, and yeah, I'll music- watch it again and like Shazam it. Yeah, I love the song by John Cale. I know. Yeah, he's super cool. Wasn't he? He's in Velvet Underground. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, so I thought. But he sounds like jo- he sounds like um oh, what's his name? Oh my god, Ian Curtis in that song. Oh he, yeah, yeah. I mean, he really does I mean, it sounds like him. Just which is kind of spooky. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that is super weird. Cuz wait, what year did he die? Mm, 80 one or 82. Oh yeah, okay, so this is after, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I have for music. I know there aren't many favorite scenes and lines, but what are some of yours? If you have any, I just have some notes along the way. Um, yeah. Okay. I like, I like the scene when they, when they get to the club, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. when Nancy goes with that other girl, I can't remember her name. Linda. I think it's Linda, right? Yeah. I think it is Linda. Yeah, I I just love everything from the moment they arrive to the club and like it's it's a cool scene, you know. And then Sid is like totally beating up this guy. He he's a journalist that he doesn't he doesn't like him and he totally beats him up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that scene a lot, and I, I, it's really hard because the other scenes are quite intense and, and yeah, they're like sad and depressing scenes and depressing. So it's really hard to. I think I like more. Okay, I like that one. Visually, it's cool, and and I love the vibe and everything. And I love it when when Sid is walking through the market, the street market, with his friends mm-hmm. just before they um they they bumped into Nancy again. But I only like that visually because it's London, and it's really cool to see that that is yeah. true. I'm pretty certain I that that's Soho. That's like a market, a street market that still to this day is there. I mean, maybe not during COVID, but there is a market in Barry Street. Oh, cool. And it's just, it's the same. It looks the same. And yeah, I love all the scenes that you that are shot in London just because it's West London, actually. Um, a lot of the film is shot in East London. Sorry, West London. Oh, cool. Um, all these hotels, these areas. Yeah, I just, I, I like seeing London in the 80s. And I like, I only have one line. Um, it's a journalist asking Sid about, it's like your mum 
I talked to your mom earlier or something like that. Like, your mom says you're a nice boy. Any comment? It's just funny how he's like, it's such a silly thing. It's yeah, like, it's so funny. According to your mom, you're a nice boy. Any comment? It's just, I don't know. I just like the way he said it. It's funny. Yeah, that's true. That is a good one. I should write that down because I have no idea what I'm going to call this episode. <laughs> I'm, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, what am I going to call it? That's a good one. I'm going to write that down because I might have that. But I need to, to remember exactly what it is. Um, I did write it and it's not here, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'll totally look it up. I'll watch it again. I know when, yeah, I know when he said that. So I'll look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it says, your mom says you're a nice boy. Any comments? And cool. he obviously doesn't answer that. Um, it's just funny that you would describe Siege as a nice boy. A nice boy, you know. I know. I guess what moms your, would, right? I suppose. What are your favorite scenes? In um, let's see. I just have some notes along the way. I have Courtney Love in the hallway in the very beginning. <laughs> uh, why are baked beans a thing in the UK? I, I, that's a question I meant to ask you. What is the... Yeah. Obsession baked, with baked beans. Oh, baked beans are so good. They are good. I have no, I have no, um, I'm not arguing against that, but why are they such a big thing? Why I is it such an English food? I'm just I curious. I don't know they're a big thing. I think it, they're just really traditional. Like you eat baked beans so much. You eat baked beans and jacket potatoes, like basically baked potatoes. And, really? And That's like double starch. I know. It's, probably, <laughs> it's really heavy. Okay. So you have a baked potato. Okay. With butter, and then you pour like baked beans and then cheese. Oh, jeez. That's again. That's a cheddar. Yeah, that I used to have that a lot when I was in, in school. Oh my god, I would be huge. I know. I that, like you all the also, time, I love potatoes. You have baked beans on toast. That's like also traditional. Like you just yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that. And <laughs> that's funny. I just, eating them like yeah i know i know it's weird you know i don't miss baked beans like it's just not the we same have them. we have them here yes, we have them, but it's not the same eating them in the u.s oh yeah them. then here yeah because they are yeah. different the ones you guys have are those heinz ones i always see that that yeah, can they, right yeah they're sweet they're, they're mm-hmm. yummy uh but yeah it's funny that you asked that <laughs> yeah that was my like second note was why are baked beans that's such a thing in the uk um, and then I have just like random notes, like love and drugs have such a symbiotic connection. Like they're both mm-hmm. so intense and so, and bring you to like the sense of euphoria, but that can also damage you at the same time. Like, it's like, they're like the same thing. That's why they like go to go together so often. in some of these stories is that like, if you're on drugs and in love, like watch out, like it's, it's, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's not, I, these aren't really favorite scenes because they're just kind of tough, but I think I just am more highlighting the acting in the scenes because it's just so good. The one where Nancy calls her mom in the phone booth and she asks for money and says, like, we got married, like, give us a wedding present. And then the mom is just like, she's like, oh, what do you guys want? Like, and she's like, no, I want money. Go down to American Express, like, right now. You can go before it closes. And then she, like, breaks the phone booth. And she just, yeah. like, gets intense. Like, it's just great acting. I thought that was a really great scene. Obviously a fucking awful scene, because we know. And I love that she, well, I don't love it, but he, she says, like, she just, I want her to give us some money. And she thinks all we're going to do is use it on drugs. He's like, we will. <laughs> like, that's, like, all he says is, like, we will. Um, and then 
I like the quote. I mean, I don't like it, but I just kind of uh, like when she says, I'll never look like Barbie. Barbie doesn't have bruises. Yeah, I love that one. Um, yeah, that one's good. And then also I love when they get kicked out of the mom's place and they have that freak out in the street after they have all their clothes and he's wearing like his underwear and like a leather jacket and she's wearing like these hippie clothes and she like sees herself in the shop window and she's like, ah, I look like Stevie Nicks in fucking heavy clothes. <laughs> she like strips them all off. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Um, and also I like when they like go on tour, you know, and they're like in that diner and they're like, so she can't come, like, we can't have an extra. And he's just like, no, that she has to come. Like, you know, it's not like I'm not in the band. Like we can't afford it. Like she just can't come. And then like they leave. And I like when he calls her and he, she's like doing that sex work with that girl who's like the dominatrix. Oh yeah. And he calls and he's like, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then the girl's like, Nancy, like, come back. Like, she's got this job to do or whatever. And he's like, I love you. I wish you were here, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know. I wish you were too, blah, blah. And then she just gets, like, so angry and, like, annoyed with him and just turns into, like, this nut. Um, it's just so crazy that they broke up in January of 78. He joined the Pistols in Feb of 77. So, mm-hmm. like less than what 11 months crazy uh the my way performance i like because i love nancy's outfit i love both their outfits and that it's just nuts and then the last the last like 10 minutes of the film are just super intense when the whole time they're in that hotel like the, oh it's, yeah it's really it's super yeah. intense it's really sad it reminds me a lot of like the scene in like uh basketball diaries where he's like yeah. detoxing like it's just, i knew you were gonna say that super intense, which we still have to do but Oh, these drug films are always like really depressing and, and like sad, but um, yeah, it reminded me of that, like just such great acting. And especially when he was in that like prison cell and he was detoxing too. Yeah. Like all these actors who do these detox scenes, even with like uh, Renton in train spotting, Ewan McGregor, like they're always just like so intense. Like it's, it's really tough to watch, but it's also a good deterrent because drugs are fucking like heroin's fucking stupid. Yeah. It- Don't think about doing it. no i mean honestly i'm so grateful for never getting to what's the word i've never been intrigued by it some people are just like intrigued by it because i used to be yeah i was never intrigued and i'm so glad i didn't go down that road because it's true like when you say love drugs it's a terrible combo but also being young like yeah, really and think, that, yeah you're 20 you don't really know what love is and then you have your first proper relationship and you're so like it's different you know this is the first time probably they both were in love sort of thing but love makes you be reckless love and drugs make you insane Mm-hmm. and then being young it's even worse you've like, got nothing to lose i think they just had like, nothing to lose you know exactly. So, like, why wouldn't we? If we die, we die. You know, that's just how know. it is. That's, that's just how they felt, yeah. Gosh. Well, on that depressing downer note, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of We're Talking Sid and Nancy. It's a difficult film to watch, but if you have not seen it, I definitely suggest watching it. It's definitely one to watch. I mean, it's a it's a good film, you know, like, especially if you like the actors in it. We didn't even talk about Courtney Love is in this, too. Uh she comes in and out in New York when they're yeah. in New York, so you can see her too. Yeah, well, I definitely think that she was so influenced by this story, Sidney Nancy, because it's almost too too much of a coincidence that her she kind of let 
led a life very similar to 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 that one, you know. Like, yeah, because she was hanging out with bands early. She was married to the guy in Faith No More. So she was in the scene before she met Kurt. You know, he wasn't like the first person that she met in music. And her personality, everyone describes her describes corny like that. She was just like a train wreck, like a total mess and toxic and you know yeah outspoken kind of like, like very outspoken yeah not like a quiet girl in the corner like. and also the one thing we didn't mention how nancy became Seat's manager you know oh yeah, yeah. Kind of weird it's like why are you why are you taking on that job like that role like makes no sense do you want to control I think so. I yeah, think so. you want to control. We also, I think, I'm not remembering this completely correctly, but I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Kurt Cobain once described his relationship with Courtney as, like, battery acid and, like, Evian water. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like, just a, and I was like, God, that's just, like, what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, not the Evian water bit, because obviously we were talking before, it's a different, like, situation because of uh, the fame that he had when they were together. Um, but yeah, I was like, that's, it's, that's kind of like a good description of like love and drugs. It's like this pure, great thing, like Evian water, but it also could be like battery acid would be like yeah. the drugs and they don't go to, you know, it just doesn't go. It's going to end up like corroding and like rotting away like battery acid does. So it's like, ugh, what a, what a horrible, like poetic, like way to like, you know, define your relationship. God, you know, yeah. Jeez. It's like, wow, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's what makes life crazy. There's all these yeah. different stories and ins and outs. And I hope everyone isn't too down. But if you're into the sex pistols and you're just into the story, I guess you'll find it interesting. Yeah, exactly. And, and historical, so- you know, it's like a historical piece, really. Exactly. On a historical day, because we are recording on thursday 21st we have a new president thank the fucking lord i thought this day would never come and the the yeah it's looking i don't know it's looking good yeah, things are looking positive let's hope you know we keep this this positive train moving and not be such downers but you know there's some other surprises in store for the podcast i'm making some decisions so i think i talked to jai about it yesterday off air so yeah i'll be announcing something soon that we might do that's a little yeah, different it's really exciting. yeah so that's cool so yeah do you have any final thoughts on this situation no final thoughts no final thoughts no i don't have final thoughts no not really just you know stay happy watch a cool film that, yeah don't you know, be yeah don't glamorize drugs yeah it's it's just a it's a mess but it's i mean sometimes you need things to be a mess and you need them to be shown as a mess you know to know how bad it is but also leaves for interesting interesting viewing but i don't think we're we've decided what we're gonna do next well i have a suggestion oh you do okay yeah what is it I'm girl interrupted. Oh, that's right. Okay. Another downer. All right. But you know what? I feel like we've done so many and like Angelina Jolie's movies. I kind of feel like we need to. My love. 
I'm happy to do them all with you, like, as in, like, you know. Oh, you want to do a block? We should also do Foxfire, too. It's, like, a rare one. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, shit. That one's good. Actually, I suggest we do Foxfire next. We're going to go into the Angelina, because that one's way super underground. That's when she met Jenny Shimizu, who she wanted to marry. Okay, she wanted to marry everyone. <laughs> well, yeah. Who wouldn't want to marry Angelina Jolie? I would now. I mean, everyone would. She's like, like we were talking, we saw J-Lo at the inauguration. I was like, how does this woman, <laughs> like, literally, she can do whatever she wants. She's like 50. She looks better than I do. She like, looks better than ever. Crazy. Like, she's got this massive rock. She's got A-Rod. She's like chilling in all white Chanel. Like, get your life, J-Lo. Uh, yeah, know? I was I feel like she's kind of a nice person. I don't know. She seems cool. She seems cool. Yeah. Gaga's outfit. What do you think about Gaga's outfit? Okay. Okay. Thank you for asking because I feel like I need to let this out. You know, I need to get this off my chest. But first of all, what are you wearing? This is not about you. Today isn't about you. You can't. You just be less dramatic for once. I know. This is the fucking like, you know, inauguration day, and she just. She's just too extra. I really can't stand so her. extra. And I try to be objective. And yes, she can sing. I give her that. Mm-hmm. She did not need to wear this gown. And I didn't love it anyway. But also, I don't think it was right. She was... It, it's like, come on. Are you trying to steal Biden and Kamala's thunder today? Like, stop it. It was know? a bit much. I think it was... It was too much. much. I yeah. feel like Jayla did it so well. She was wearing such a classy like chic outfit and it was trousers like I always see trousers with a coat because obviously it was freezing but yeah I'm just so like I don't like Gaga I can't can't stand her (laughs) I thought it was a bit much I definitely thought it was a little crazy it was did you see Katy Perry (laughs) no I didn't watch the stuff last night I didn't watch the like concert but I I basically watched it on Twitter so I'll just see like clips of things. I know I watched it because I was like, okay, come on, I gotta do this right, and this is my first inauguration. Day, yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, um, it was really funny. Like she sang by the monument, by the Washington Monuments, and it was really cool because there were all these fireworks, <laughs> and she was wearing like a white number. But I'm like, okay, again, I'm not a huge, I'm not a Katy Perry fan, but she can sing, you know. And yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. The, I don't mind her. But yeah, it was a cool day in Washington DC last night. Yeah, time. finally, right? After two weeks of fucking what the hell. Yeah, so, we needed this. Yeah, we thank God. This. Yeah. So yeah. I hope everyone is having a good start to 2021. We will be doing Foxfire next, and then we're gonna do Girl Interrupted. So we're gonna do a block of Angelina. Yay. Which is my favorite. I, I love that I have multiple like things going on with in different friends that I'm recording episodes with, like erotic thrillers here, Angelina. I've got like Batman coming up with Mikey. So like <laughs> we've got like a good variation if you like this, if you don't like this. Um I'm very surprised too and pleasantly surprised that Drop Dead Fred episode's doing well. So shout out to everybody out there who likes that film because I didn't think anyone did. It was kind of like a test to see if anyone even knew what we were talking about. So that's really cool. So yeah, um, like and subscribe as always. Follow at Fashion Grunge Pod on Instagram. And uh, yeah, we will see you soon. Yeah, see you. Bye. Bye.